Hey, this is John Lagadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, how we can get more traffic and make more sales. Now, if you want to join this private coaching group, go ahead and visit my blog. It's johnlagadakis.com. That's J O H N L A G O U D A K is.com and also on the blog i've got a transcript of everything that we talk about including links to sites that i mentioned i hope you get a lot out of today's recording hello and welcome to the call thank you hey it's good hey everyone on the call thanks for joining us oh good good morning welcome really appreciate you being here ben it's your first time on the call tell us a bit about yourself ben Hello. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben, we can hear you. Can you hear me, John? Yes, we can now. Can you hear me okay, Ben? No, can't hear you. So it's strange. We can hear you when you first come on, but then it cuts out. Okay, well, look, that's okay, Ben. That's okay, because what I'll get you to do, I'll just get you to type in what, what you'd like to talk about, and I'll, I'll be reading the chat area uh, until you can get your audio working again. So, Ben, uh, which part of the world are you in? In uh, Canada, British Columbia. Nice. And how long have you been working on your online business for? Seven years. Okay, great. And what kind of things have you done over those seven years? Haven't had any success? Hey, can you give me an idea of some of the things that you've tried in the past? Uh, okay. So, you've been working with multi level marketing companies. Uh, using, I'm assuming you've been online, you've been trying to recruit people online into your business. Okay, great. Look, it's interesting. I started off exactly the same way. I think it was back in 2006. Uh, I did the same thing. I, I, you know, read Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I was motivated and I came across a great multi-level marketing company. I still buy their products today. They're a really good company. Uh, and I thought, hey, you know, I talked to all my family and friends, and then I hopped online. I thought, where am I going to find new people? So yeah, I went online, and I, and I was able to recruit people online. It was it was uh, it was pretty good actually. And that's and then that led me to where I am today. You know, that led me to affiliate marketing, which got me into internet marketing and email marketing. So it's interesting, interesting how it happens. Is that your? Uh, no, we we can't hear you at the moment, Ben. Now, Ben, is is that your primary focus for your internet marketing today? Is it to continue to build your multi-level marketing business or are you hoping to achieve something different with your internet marketing these days? You've been doing a bit of an affiliate marketing? ClickBank and JVZoo offers. Okay. I'm assuming with those ClickBank and JVZoo offers, uh, are they mostly internet marketing related offers? Yeah, great. And with your multi-level marketing business or businesses, what type of products or services are those? You've done telecommunications and nutritional companies. Okay, great. Now, with which one do you find that you click better with? Is it the, the more the telecommunications uh, opportunities or the nutritional ones with the telecom? Okay. And well, give, tell me a bit more about the telecom service. You did well with ACN. Now that sounds familiar. Can you tell me a bit more about ACN? 
it was a customer acquisition for ACN and also using their services. So they changed their compensation plan. Right. And is that when things, and that didn't work in your favor, I'm assuming. Is that correct? All right. Yeah, look, and, you know, I, I hear this time and a time and again with multi-level marketing companies, that kind of thing happening. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, and usually it doesn't. Usually it doesn't when they change their compensation plans. And It's sad. I, I, I think it's it's horrible when you, you spent that time to build a business and then it can, can be taken away from you like that. Look, the same thing happened to me back in 2009. I was relying... My main source of income was with Google AdWords, and when they changed their policies, that's it. My income literally stopped overnight. Most of my income was gone, and uh, it's very, very frustrating. It's a very, very bitter pill to swallow, which is why I got into internet marketing. Oh, sorry, why I got into email marketing, because I wanted to build a business that was more solid that I knew that if I built my email list and and had a, obviously a relationship with that list and um, I had control over that list. TK, welcome to the call. Uh, yes, uh, good morning, uh, John and everybody. Hey, good, yeah. good to have you here. We've got Ben on the call. Uh, we've got Mel and co. And uh, so we just talk, we're getting to know Ben a bit better. It's his first time on the call. And so Ben's had... Uh, some experience with he's been on years online promoting mainly MLM opportunities, but he's also done some affiliate marketing. Oh, that's, that's and we're talking about how he was mentioning how um, he was doing well with a, sp a particular MLM company, ACN, but then they changed their compensation plan and didn't go in his favour. Oh. And I was talking about how you know uh, you know I've heard about it many times, and the same thing happens has happened to me in the past too, where my income changed overnight mm -hmm. and I look uh, I'm not saying you sh people shouldn't get involved in multi-level marketing companies but I always tell people if you're going to get involved with one get involved with one that has a proven track record like that have been around for a long time and they don't have a history of doing that you know uh, they're not going to be bought out by someone who's then going to change things and or they're, they're not the type to change their uh, the compensation plans, something more stable because there's nothing worse than spending that time building a downline and then it's all gone. It's um, very, very sad. Yeah, that that, that is uh, spot on, actually, you know. Yes, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Another thing is if, if you're going to use internet marketing, if you're going to use the internet to build your downline, yes, build a multi-level marketing company, not sorry, not a company, but build your multi-level marketing business. What you want to do is build a relationship with those people first, and then introduce them to the opportunity. Mm. And so this is so what we're doing here with our email marketing is exactly what I'm talking about. So you get you teach people about you can t you can begin teaching people about personal development and about business and about multi-level marketing you can do all those things you know through youtube through your blog through kindle reports through um, facebook pages you, what you do is you build a following so you give great content you get people to come to 
your um, your site, you know, you get them to sign up to your list, offer them offer them some exclusive content to get them on your list, and get them on your list and continue teaching them and educating them. You build that following, and then you say, "Hey, this is the company that I'm with. If you want to be part of my team, I want to help you get be part of my team. You know, sign up here, and then you get them into the opportunity. So what happens is you're going to get better conversion rates because people like you and they trust you and they want to work with you so they're going to join your opportunity versus if you just send them straight to an opportunity page that you're going to get a lower conversion rate and then when something happens like what's happened with Ben where they've changed their compensation he's not happy he can't do anything because those people that he's you know I'm assuming you know Ben's just basically told them about the ACN opportunity and that's it and and there's not that much of a relationship going on but if you have a following and then you tell them, and you don't have to, it doesn't even have to be one opportunity, you can tell them about several opportunities. Okay, you can say, hey, I'm with ACN, I'm with this nutritional company, I'm with this you know, internet opportunity, MLM opportunity. You can have multiple MLM opportunities and you can say, hey, these are the ones that I'm involved with. If you want to be part of my team, here's my links and you know, they can go. Then if anything happens to one of those companies, is it then easy for you to say, hey, look, we've all been affected by this. Hey, let's go over to a different company or let's focus on the other ones that we're in. You know what I mean? You, you, you have your following. It doesn't matter what happens with these companies. You have your downline with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's, that's what you want to be doing with multi-level marketing. And with any business, really, you need, to, you need to get a following. But especially with multi-level marketing, because those kind of things that have happened to Ben happen a lot. Sadly, yes. I just wonder: has this um, uh, um, uh, this conference has uh, has it started about say ten minutes ago, or or um, yes, just started? yes, we started. Yeah, we started at ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying desperately, you know, to set up my third computer, you know, to to. But fortunately, I'm able to use the Skype right on my third computer. My my main computer and right. the second one, like uh, which is a good uh, notebook computer, was hacked, and then uh, I just realized it late yesterday, and um, I just couldn't uh, get back get back into the you know that um, the notebook right to uh, catch up um, on the web page that I was talking about last uh, last week. But a- anyway, I, I did manage to finish you know, the, the skeleton, the, the basic parts, and I did you know, uh, try to get it published. Um, but uh, you know, because of the computer problem, so I'm sorry I was late for the session. And um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know, Ko. Now, Ko, uh, sorry, not Ko. Sorry, TK. So, TK, do you have... Uh, anything we can look at today? Uh, like even if it's not a finished thing, something we can give you some feedback on? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I have put it... Actually, uh, I've just managed to set up my... The, the third computer, right? Which is... Um, and I can't... I think, unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, I, I don't want to go long... Um, <laughs> no? Uh, uh, it's a long story, right? But uh, basically, because... Um, now that people are actually hacking into my system, right? Uh, I can't actually, you know, there's a bit of problem with the third computer as well. But um, so if I give you the uh, the URL, uh, maybe you only can look at it now, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and it's yeah. arrow beast 
A E R O B E E S. A E R O B E E E yep S yes dot com. Okay, and I'll put it there in the chat for everyone yep. to see. So aerobees dot com. So I'm just going. I'm going to the website right now. It's very basic, uh, but it's just a skeleton. Uh, with a bit of problem with the submit button, which I I, I will need to fix, uh, and of course okay. a lot a lot more refinement. I mean, just just the basic thing that I have. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So no, that's good. I appreciate you doing that, and that's right. So uh, it's good that you got something up. So let's have a look at your squeeze page. Now, um, so you're using WordPress. For this one, is that correct? No, I didn't. Actually, uh, initially I used uh, uh, Microsoft Word, right, uh, to do the, you know, to do the article, and then the, I converted to HTML. And as as I told right. you last week, right, that I tried to transfer the HTML, uh, just copy uh, into Dreamweaver, which is a very professional package, which I'm not not uh, not uh, so good at at the moment, right. So what mm -hmm. happened then was there's some coding problem, right? Um, and uh, so in the end, what I did was I I um, actually tried another much um, easier package called the V, I think Weebly or some uh, Weebly uh, uh, drag and drop, right? Um, Weebly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I um, copied the uh, HTML from Word, right? To that package, mm. uh, and then add the, you know, the the contact submit button, uh, from that package, and uh, you know, it seems to, uh, seems to uh, you know, look uh, a bit okay, you know, uh, but then mm -hmm. um, while I was doing that, um, I was again hacked, you know, because um, the um, you know, the the contact phone number, right, um. Well, like you know, was repeat. You know, somebody actually tried to, you know, put in like five or six uh, contact numbers there. You know, which I can well, do. That's what I see now. That's what yes. I see now. Uh, which is which is obviously ridiculous. But luckily, this is only like you know, I mean, uh, like a, a bit of a draft copy. So okay. Well, that's that's okay. That's okay. Look now, let's um, let's talk about some things that I would recommend that you do mm. for now remember this is your lead capture page mm -hmm. or your landing page or your squeeze page they want you know people call it different things this is then when someone opts into this you're going to get their details and then you're going to contact them that's the main thing you want to do you know people are not going to buy from you online just coming to your website you know especially when it comes to you know a, a investments with a that involve a lot of money so the main thing is we're going to get their um, their lead capture. So first thing I would recommend with this page yeah. is that the um, the home bar at, from the top is gone. Mm -hmm. so we don't want it. Uh, we just want right at the top. We want your your headline. Yes. Okay. Mm. The main headline. Now the image too. Um, the image you can have the image as a background image over the whole page. Or you can have the image somewhere on the page. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But let's before we talk about the image, let's talk about. Um, okay, now since we're already talking about the image, let's talk about the image. So, what type of image do you feel that you're going to have on this page? And for those, sorry, for those that are listening to this call, would you please, TK, explain briefly 
what it is that you're promoting? Oh, I'm promoting basic, uh, principally, right? The uh, properties uh, off the plan. That means, uh, you know, the, um, these uh, properties, right, that are going to be built. Uh, and then you can buy them off the plan uh, by uh, putting, say, 10% deposit. Um, mm. And then, you know, uh, you would uh, complete uh, the contract, uh, say, uh, at the end of the third year or whatever. Or okay. All right, sorry, right. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. Thanks. No, that's great, TK. So basically, you're, you're, you're offering investment properties, off-the-plan investment properties? Yes. All right. So what type of image, you know, what, what is your market? Okay, before we even talk about the image, who... Who do you understand your market to be? Who's going to be interested in buying these off-the-plan investment properties? Oh, anybody you know uh, who is interested in uh, investing um, in uh, some good properties uh, in Australia, and also more importantly, uh, actually internationally. Uh, mm -hmm. So, would you say then that are most your clients going to be international? Are you, are you targeting inter international investors? No, I'm targeting. Uh, Mostly Australian investors, but uh, also um, okay. uh, Asian in investors, uh, because uh, you know uh, there are people who are interested in investing in properties in Australia, and yeah. um, and the good thing is uh, now the actually the Australian government uh, uh, is encouraging right overseas investor uh, to yeah. invest in Australia in Australian properties. Uh, that that right. that there is good and bad about that one. So, uh, but okay. that is a bit of a, I think, a, a mm -hmm. philosophical questions. Right. Uh, so, what what age bracket would most of your target market be? Um, I think basically most investors uh, that uh, have the money um, are in the middle age uh, bracket at least. Uh, but yes. but uh, there are a lot of uh, young, ambitious professionals who has got a bit of money to spare, and who can see uh, there is a big, uh, you know, really good sense in investing properties. Um, you know, um, they uh, they are the main targets. Okay, great. So most of your market, then you say, would be middle-aged uh, people. So you say most your your market mainly. Will be middle aged yeah, mainly, but uh, um, you know, um, there's another uh, big uh, possibility with the young professionals because um, yep. I think uh, many can say uh, property investment is actually a very good investment uh, if you buy yep. the right properties. Um, yep. So uh, yep. you know, there is there is a there's a market there as well. Mm -hmm. So, what type of image? Do you think is going to appeal to your market? Yeah, um, I think um, those useful images can be say you know if uh, if I display some um, good, very good properties, um, um, mm -hmm. say you know being developed by very reputable um, developers and builders. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, you make a small note uh, about you know the you know the builders. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, now, remember, this is for your lead. We're talking about image for your lead capture page, your yes. squeeze page. Now, I wouldn't recommend you put a property on your lead capture page. Do you know why? Does anyone on the call know why I say don't put a property? Put 
and I, I would recommend something. Well, yeah, let me open it up to the call. Why do I say that? Anyone? You can let me know. Uh, you can say it or type it in there. So, uh, Co saying uh, that property or property is a common word. Okay, let me share with you why. The reason why is because your market and what you're offering is not really properties. That's not what you're giving people. What What do these people, these people don't want a property. What do they want? They don't want a property. That's not their outcome. They want, they want to be earning, they want to be earning money. Yeah. Yes. yes. They want to be earning money. Let's take it even further than that. They, okay. They, they want an income yield. So they want income. So they want they want a property that's going to be. They want to be earning passive income. Yes. Okay. Or they want they want a really good return on the income. Why? Why do that? Because money doesn't make people happy. Like if I, you know, if I had hundred dollar bills all around me, that's not going to be make me happy. But what is it that I ultimately want? Security. You want security? Yep. So you want financial independence? Yes. Which brings peace of mind, which then allows you to to be able to do the things that you want to do, spend time with your family, travel, and so forth. Mm. You know, relax, enjoy retirement, retire early, you know, and, and have income coming in, enjoy your lifestyle. That's, that's what people want. They want to in, have an enjoyable lifestyle, peaceful financially secure, uh, you know, not worrying about things. That's that's what they're buying. So, and that's what they want, TK. So what I recommend for your image, so you want to have a couple, a middle-aged couple, you know, happy, relaxed, enjoying their lifestyle. That's mm -hmm. that's what you want to be depicting in your image. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, do you understand why I'm saying that, TK? Uh, yes, you do have the point there. I do agree. And I'm, I've got another idea, right, which uh, I'm not sure if I'm correct. So, you know, I'm uh, maybe another you know, group or yourself uh, can give some tips on, on it. Say so if if uh, I have the image as, uh, you know, if I divide uh, uh, the image into three parts, right, at the top or somewhere nice, say, um, and put, say, um the first one like uh, an icon like a, a good picture of the sydney opera house which means uh the message is this message is actually from australia right uh when it's on the web and the next message uh next uh image like uh a, a, a relaxed couple say you know relaxing uh somewhere nice and um and a third picture again something related to to the topic is that a good or a bad idea you you right mm -hmm. yeah look i i'd say stick to the one image mm -hmm. um with australia you can mention that in your in your ad copy like you can you can put that somewhere in your headline or in your text so people know it's an australian property um and you're going to be talking about property anyway so just the image of the couple because you what you want to okay it, you want to get the purpose of your ad copy is to get people to act right yes. act and what makes people act is their emotion mm -hmm. 
You've got to tap into people's root emotions. And, and that's what they want. You know, the emotion is their lifestyle. Mm. You know, living their dream lifestyle. That's, that's what's going to get them to act. Yep. So, you know, the fact that it's a property in Australia, you can you can put that in your ad copy, but you, you the and you, but you don't want to focus too much on that in your ad copy. What you want to focus on in your images in your ad copy is tapping into the the reason why, the deep reason why in everything that you're doing. You need to fo- and you want to focus on that. So just have the image of the couple enjoying their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They're very happy living that lifestyle. So then your heading to your headline is very important too. You want you got to capture uh, that again, bring out that that deep motivator for them, that deep emotion. So your headline. Uh, so at the at the moment you put property in a sort of like um, your first line says properties for sale off the plan investment, and then you've got in bigger red letters Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, mm-hmm. and then you've got some text under there about um, property uh, properties in premium sites around Australia, premium properties off the plan investment for investment or residential requirement, suggestions for premium investment with licensed real estate registered agent. And you've got a few more lines there. You've got about uh, nine lines there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your contact details, so your name, your phone number, your email address, and then the opt-in form. Uh, okay, so what I'd recommend, and, and I know you've got to scroll down to see the opt-in form. So the opt-in form with any lead capture page, you want to make sure that it is, uh, your lead capture pages, you want to make sure that they're one page. Mm-hmm. You, uh, sorry, one page is in, I mean above the fold page. You don't have to scroll down. You want you want when people come to the page they see everything on the page. So, for example, like if you were to move that that header that you have there with the, with with the home and um, that takes up easily a third of the page. Mm-hmm. So you free up a lot of space there. And then if you take the image away from the the, the right at the top, um, then your headline your headlines are going to be right at the top, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Now again, your image can be some I've seen some squeeze pages where the image takes up the whole background, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of like a, a like a, there's a white area where you've got the text and the landing page, and that can work well. Or you could just have the image prominent somewhere on the page. Mm-hmm. But as long as yeah, you you don't want people to have to people have to scroll down. Now remember this: the purpose of this page is just to get their contact details, because you you're going to want to contact them. Your business model is where people give you the contact details and you call them. Yes, you're not the type of model where you take them through some funnel and they you get them to buy and it's all automated. It's not going to work for your particular niche. Mm. Okay, because it's very you know. Um, it's a uh, very high ticket item, extremely, extremely high ticket. Item. You don't, you don't get more high ticket than investment properties. Um, so the main thing again, so you get them contact details. So what you want to be doing, you want to have a headline that digs into their emotions. So how can you write your headline to tell them what it is you're offering, but also bring out that emotion of what it is they're trying to get? What kind of headline do you think you could have? And this is open for everyone on the call. 
Give me some suggestions for headlines. Give let, let's give TK. Who wants to give TK a suggestion of what he could do for his headline? No takers. No takers. It's all right. We're all learning here. Okay, so I would have something to the effect of, uh, and I know we, we, we mentioned this a few weeks ago and we came up with some ideas. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to come up and grab this piece of paper here. Um, who else wants a low-risk, high-yield Australian investment property? So there, we're, you know, we're mentioning the word Australian. So, you know, you're talking about conveying that message it was Australia. Investment property that will allow you to retire early and live the life you want. Now, I wouldn't use those words exactly. I, I would use more emotional words than that. But, but, but something... Your headline will be something along those lines, TK. You know, so you you you're saying who else wants this? So you're saying it's low risk because that's what they want to know. They want they want something that's low risk. Mm-hmm. It's going to high yielding. Yes. Now do you now? Obviously, I'm assuming you have properties like that. Yes. Is that right, TK? Because we never, you know, with everything we do, we we don't mislead people. Obviously, it's all honest. Yes. So if you feel you have <coughs> properties, and that's what people want, they want a property that's low risk, high yield. So if you have that, then definitely emphasize that. Yes. That, you know, that's it. So who else wants a low-risk, high-yield Australian investment property that will allow you to retire early and live the life you want? Okay. Something along those lines. Again, we could use better words than that. Words that you know are more emotional. Um, that uh, like I don't like the phrase "allow you and live the life you want." Anyway, we we can do better than that. But along those lines, anyway. Do you understand what I'm um, doing there with that headline? Does that make sense? Oh, yes. I think it makes a lot of sense, this one. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So that's that's going to attract people much more, your target much more, rather than if you had for your headline, properties for sale off the plan investment. Okay? Mm. Uh, much more appealing. You're going to get their attention. Your headline is meant to get their attention, and that will get their attention. So you have that as your headline. And then... You would have a few, uh, maybe a subheadline, okay? So maybe something that uh, emphasizes scarcity, so we get them to take action. Say, you know, something like right now we have few highly sought after properties for serious investors or something. Give some urgency to it, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you've got something that's ready for them right now. That, that they'll want to take advantage of, okay? And then you'll have some bullet points, maybe some bullet points. So so some other things that really enticing to your market. So I'll give you an example. Some bullet points might be high growth areas. What's some other things that, because you know your market, you know your, you know this market. And, mm-hmm. and CBDs. Okay. Yep. So high growth areas. What's some other, what's some other things that you offer? I do have uh, land, a uh, good land and <clears throat> house package as well. But that one is not as I think that one will not be as as strict, as attractive as those uh, high growth uh, areas and CBD and mm-hmm. 
prestige. So you have so you have a variety of properties. So you have some of your house and land, some of them are units. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. But mainly, okay. mainly, actually, I mean, honestly, I'm prom I'm promoting right um, good properties in the CBD mainly because, yeah. like you know, near the waterfront, especially those uh, that are that are good and well priced. So they are they are going to be good for the investors. Okay. So and you know what? This is an important point. Yeah. If you if you try to say you have a variety, yes, that doesn't really help people because it it actually it's you're not providing a solution. You're giving them more choices. Mm -hmm. People want a solution. They want they just want something that works. So if you're saying that you pick high growth properties only, mm -hmm. say that. Say hey, we only pick high growth properties. We don't we don't sell everything. You know we don't sell units and homes and land. We only we. High growth properties only. That's only. That's all that we do, and that's see. That's very appealing. Oh yes, I I I I think you got a very good point there. That's why just now, when I was uh you know mentioning the house and land packages, although they are good deal, right? But um, yeah, that sort of uh uh if I mention that right, it would it would seems to like you know, um. Seems to be um. Like you know, the the advertisement is is not focusing on the main thing, right? So it seems yeah, to distract yeah. the main team, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, what what's some other things that you offer? So, what's something that's unique about you, TK? You know, what's what helps? What's going to stand out about what you're offering to other people? Like, do you provide free one-on-one -on -one consultations or stuff? You know, I'm not sure what the, the correct term is. In your industry, yeah, I. Is it, is it? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, do you offer something like that, do you? Yes, but also, you know, because say, you know, I have actually, you know, honestly, I have uh, learned something from some others who are like, like qualified, you know, and licensed, uh, uh, um, you know, finance people, right? And um, they are all actually they can actually help the sale uh, process, but because. I am not licensed and I'm not qualified, right? So I'm not able to, right, you know, give professional advice on that one. So would it yes. be good, like, you know, yeah, I did. I mean, just please remember, right, that, you know, the the uh, the website that I've, I've put up is just a, like a draft at this stage. There's a lot, a lot of uh, refinement that's got need, uh, that's yeah. needed to be, that uh, needed to be done, right? Um. So I would I just mentioned right perhaps in not a very uh, good way right I say the, there's availability of uh, you know qualified financial people right uh, to to help if if needed uh, do you reckon that uh, you know so you so you're saying that um, you like if you get a lead and you 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 might talk to them but if they want specific advice you have you have people that you can. Uh, that they can talk to. Yes, qualified anyway, people. That, okay. that okay. that's fine. So, so let, let's put that as a point then, a bullet point yes. that you offer free. Uh, what would you call it? Free um, investment financial uh, advice. All right. Oh, investment. Free investment advice. Something, something to that effect. Anyway, that you you offer that kind of advice. You offer free investment advice. Um, what else? What else do, can you offer? What else can we put as a bullet point? 
can I actually say, uh, if I'm not qualified, right? Can I actually say I, I uh, give uh, free uh, investment advice? Um, well, you, you, you do offer that. You might not give that personally yourself, but as long as the people, that, the leads that you get, let's say they want investment advice, mm -hmm. you have someone that, that will talk to them for free, yep. then that's fine to put that as a bullet point. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay, so we've got a couple of bullet points. We've got high growth properties only, uh, free investment advice. What else are they looking for? All oh, right. There's, there's a very, very important one called a... You know, I can give them some very good information uh, um, on FIRB. Like now, you know, the uh, non-Australian citizen, right, and uh, non-PR, can or anybody from overseas, right, who are able to invest, right, can invest, right? So, oh, okay. But, so let's say so something along, um, op so opportunities open, to uh, Australian and overseas and overseas investors. Yeah, that's that's what they call you know the, the scheme under the FIRB, the Foreign Investment Review Board, right? So all any properties um, that are that are approved, right, by the board can be bought by overseas investors. But then okay. again, a lot of overseas investors don't even know about this. Right, so I can be like you know someone who can tell them, all right, uh, that's what you can do and that's what you cannot do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So let's let's say that we'll we'll leave it at that for now. Okay. Yeah. So we've got the headline. We know what the image is going to be. We've got a sub headline. Um, we've got the bullet points. Mm -hmm. Now, what I recommend you do don't you don't have to put your name and your phone number there. Okay. Remember you. You want to capture their information mm -hmm. so that you call them. Okay. So the headline and the subheadline that will go across the whole page. Mm -hmm. Okay, these bullet points will go on the left-hand side, and uh, the image also will be on the left-hand side. Uh, it depends if you have a lot of bullet points. Maybe just the bullet points on the left-hand side, and then on the right-hand side you would have the image and the opt-in form. If you've only got a few bullet points, you can put the image on the left-hand side with the bullet points, and then on the right-hand side, you just have the opt-in form. So you have the you typically have the opt-in form on the right-hand side, mm -hmm. and and the opt-in form will ask them for their name, mm -hmm. their mobile number, and their email address. Okay, you don't want a lot of information. Yes, um, and maybe the country because if if you are targeting yes. Uh, uh, overseas people, you you might want to put their country too, but the less fields you ask for, the better. Mm -hmm. The more the more information, the the less the harder it is going you can for you to get a lead. Yeah. Okay. So the minimum you need to contact them, basically, the minimum you need. All right. You ask for, and above the opt-in form, you would have a call to action. All right. So you say simply uh, enter your details below. Yeah. Well, actually, before that, you'd say for your free exclusive retirement investment report, simply fill in your details below. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. It's, and the reason why I called it a retirement investment report is because that's what they really want. They don't really, they're not interested in investing. They're interested in the end result, which is their retirement. Mm -hmm. So for your, your free exclusive retirement 
investment report, enter in your details below. And then so they'll put in their name, email, mobile number, and, and maybe that's it. Yeah, you might put country so you know where they're calling from so you can uh, contact them. But uh, just thinking about that too, typically, like if you're using Aweber, Aweber will actually tell you where they're from. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you the country that they're opting in from. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the analytics. Mm-hmm. So I'd recommend not even putting country. Oh, okay. I just recommend name, email, phone number. Yep. Okay. And then as soon as they opt in, obviously, you, you're, you're going to send them an email with that report. And that report can be, it's just a simple report, nothing lengthy. You know, it could be one, two, three pages, mm-hmm. uh, but basically where you explain a bit more about how your product is going to help them achieve what they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, you're, you're going to expand upon what you've written on the on this sales page, on on this landing page. Sorry, landing page. You're you're just going to expand on that, mm-hmm. and you're going to put your contact details in that report. So if they want to call you, they can call you immediately. Yeah. And that's awesome. If they read the report and call you, that's a very hot lead. But because they've opted in and they've given you their name and email, you uh, sorry their, their yeah, name, email, and mobile, you can call them. As soon as you get that lead, and I highly recommend you do, you call them as soon as possible. And you can also have a follow-up sequence where you educate them even more. You know what I mean? Mm. So for those that don't call or they're not entering the phone, they're going to get a few emails from you where you're educating them. Like you'll send them maybe once a day, you'll send them an email about uh, retirement strategies and how to, why, how to pick a good investment property. And then, and then when you've talked about how to pick a good investment property, at the end you say, hey, don't want to do all that work in finding that investment property? No problem. We actually do that for you. We have a list of we have a list of these types of properties ready to for you to purchase right now. Stuff like that. Mm. Um, so you're educating them, and then you're telling them how your solution is going to help them to get there faster. Mm. Yeah, that's, right. That's a good so, so that, yeah. So that's what you want to be doing. Does that all make sense? Yeah, Pika? it does. And um, I think in in this case, right, would it be good? I was just thinking, right, with the that. Uh, landing page, right? Although we want to make it as simple as possible, say um, just on top of name, email, and phone. Say in my case, right? I put command as well as just and 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 uh, put a uh, uh, bracket optional because I I suspect right uh, some clients or potential clients or you know uh, may um, may be interested in say you know they they may. They may want to uh, really already wanting to like invest uh, in Australia and um, and uh, they would just say oh or maybe you know if we provide a, a command um, a column right they they can put down oh uh, yes uh, well I'm interested in looking at properties say in Melbourne CBD or you know. Uh, well, look, what's going to happen, TK, is you're going to find all that out when you call them. And as I was saying, it's much better for you to put the the less amount of fields that you put, the the the, the better the conversion rate. Even though you put optional, yes, uh, I wouldn't recommend you put a comments. But that's okay because when you call them, yes, you find all that information. And when you call someone, this is really important too. Yes, when you call someone, you don't call them saying, "Hey, 
oh yeah, thanks for filling the form. Here's the investment properties we have, you know, and these are really awesome. Yes. You don't do that at all. Mm. What you do is you call them yes. and you say, hey, thanks for, you know, um, uh, filling in your details mm -hmm. on, the, on the website. Uh, what, what is it you're looking for? Yes. You know, talk to them, ask them lots and lots of questions. Okay, I'll give you an example. So when we began this conference call today, Ben was Ben told me, you know, um, I asked Ben what's his experience. And if you noticed, I asked him lots of questions mm. because I wanted to know exactly where he's been, what he's doing now, what he wants to achieve. Mm. And then I can tailor my advice to him. Mm. And he's going to be much more willing to accept my advice because I know him. You know, I've asked him a lot of questions which shows that I'm interested in him and his situation. Yes. And so that's so important. So when you get on the phone with someone, ask him heaps of questions. Ask him, okay, hey, uh, you know, what, what, uh, why is it that you've contacted me? What, what kind of experience have you had with investment properties? What did you want to achieve? Why, did you, why do you want to buy investment property? You know, what's your long, short-term goals, long-term goals? All that kind of stuff really get to know the person. Before you even talk, you know, ask them heaps of questions, really, really understand them. And then if you feel you have something for them, say, hey, look, based on what you told me, you know, you're wanting this, you're wanting that, and, you know, this is your situation. But I've got something that I think will, would be really good for you, and here's why, and then explain why. Now, let's say they explain everything. They, you ask them heaps of questions, and they, they tell you something. And as, as they're explaining what their situation is, if you feel that you're – what you're offering is not right for them. Mm -hmm. Just tell them. Say, hey, look, based on what you told me, yeah, look, I really don't have anything for you, but uh, here's someone that may be able to help you. Now, how's that going to be? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you kind of build that, kind of, when you when you're doing that kind of stuff, people are going to trust your recommendations too. So you can help. Uh, and let's say you do know someone mm -hmm. that um, does provide what they want. You can refer your people on. You can even get uh, maybe a referral free from that person. You know, obviously, you're going to pass them on to someone that's also good, yes. that does a good job. Mm. You ask them and you have a strategic partnership in place where you get a referral fee. And then you ask that, you you tell that referral partner, you say, hey, if you have anyone that comes across, that wants what I have, hey, send them to me and I'll give you a referral fee as well. You know what I mean? So you get these kind of things happening and you're building trust. And, and, and whenever you talk to someone, always ask for referrals, whether they buy from you or not, mm. whether they're going to, you know, whether your solution is the right fit or not, say, hey. Who else do you know? Because they're going to know other people. So they're definitely going to get to know other investors and say, hey, who else do you know that would be interested? And, and you can get more business that way as well through your referral, uh, getting some leads for yourself or getting leads for referral partners uh, as well. So really important. Yes, that's, that's, yeah, that's good. Okay, look, we've run out of time. Is there any uh, comments you had, TK, or anyone on the call uh, anything you want to talk about with TK, what we've been talking about with TK, or anything at all that you, anyone wanted to talk about that haven't had a chance yet? Yes, John. Please, uh, Mel. Have you had any experience in contacting PayPal regarding, in my case, a chargeback? Oh, uh, look, I, I typically, if I have a chargeback issue, I will typically uh, contact the person directly. That's so the the customer. Yeah. And I'll, if I have their phone number, I'll try to call them maybe. Or if if I don't, if I just have their e email, I will send them an email, and I'll remind them about 
the, you know, I'll ask them what the issue is and, and try to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. And I, I have had success with that in the past. These days, I typically just, if there's a chargeback issue, I'll typically just refund it. So in my case, I've contacted the chap twice. I've explained to him what you were telling me last week. I've had no, yes. no word back from them. I've tried the various email addresses for PayPal departments, trying to get them to respond and let me know what's going on. But nothing seems to get through to them. It, mm. it seems as if they have avenues for a buyer to go through their, what do you call it, mm -hmm. resolution-type process. But when it comes to seller, mm -hmm. it mentions more or less what you did, contact the buyer directly, and pay yeah. PayPal doesn't seem to no. be getting what I'm giving as my evidence. Right. Well, let me let me explain to you a bit about the process with chargebacks with PayPal. What happens, Mel, is the person, the customer that's disputing the purchase, they don't actually contact uh, PayPal directly. If they did, it'll be a, it'll come up as a dispute. But if it's a chargeback, what what the person, the buyer has done is they've contacted their credit card company because they they most probably purchased through their credit card through PayPal. They've contacted the credit card company or their bank. And they've said, um, I, I, I want to dispute this purchase. And then it comes to PayPal via the bank. And that's why PayPal has to respond to it. So um, in my case, the chap said he couldn't get my product. So I sent him that link. Uh, PayPal got uh, in touch with me and I let the buyer know that he should be okay. So we heard nothing back for, say, a month, and I got this, the $17 back into my account. And then the chap did his charge back, and PayPal took the money back out of my account and, mm -hmm. and said they were negotiating with the bank on my account. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it didn't seem as if PayPal had got the information that I gave them about mm -hmm. the way the chap didn't know how to access his product. Oh, okay. Look, at the end of the day, Mel, it's if the person yeah, but PayPal looks at what's the cost of the transaction, how much is the transaction worth? They also look at your history. They see how much product you've sold with PayPal over the past. Now, if you've only made a few sales and it's a small sale item, they're not going to do much. You know what I mean? They, they look at, okay, how much is your business worth at the moment, currently, right now? How much is your business worth to them? How much how much is involved with this transaction? You know, they're not going to be spending a lot of time over a $17 product if you haven't done a lot of sales with them in the past. So that's, that's basic. And it's not just PayPal, it's any business. That they would, they'll typically treat it that way. Yeah. So look, I would recommend like if if he's put in a dispute and then you end up getting your money back and now he's doing a chargeback, I just let it go, Mel. Yeah. I just let it go because he's he's keen on getting his money back. Just let him have his money. You know, you you can you got better things to do with your time.
So it was interesting how shortly after that, someone bought a $7 OTO and then they didn't get their link, so I sent them a link. And a few days after that, they bought a $17 OTO. Right. Now, they got their they got their PLRs in the first seven dollars. No, in the in the, your in your seven dollar one time offer, they don't get private label rights. They only they get the product, but they don't get private label rights. Yeah, they get their products, but they've got to pay seventeen dollars to get their rights, do they? To to be able to resell to get editable version of the files. Yeah. And to be and to get the sales pages to be able to resell. Yes. Yeah. That's the difference. Oh, well, that person seemed to get their $17 product all right. Yeah, look, some people, um, sometimes people don't get redirected and they're supposed to click on the link that sends them back to the page to download and they don't do that. Or some people, they they close the page before it, gets, it has a chance to redirect them. There's different reasons why it's... Uh, some people just expect you to send them an email with the download link. When they purchase, they don't realise they actually have to wait and go back to the download page. Yeah, there's there's different reasons why. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Is there any other um, question? Yes, Mel, were you going to ask something? So, so you yeah. just find there's no way for a seller to communicate with PayPal. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I I, I have in the past, but um, it's because I've I've sold a lot of product through them. Oh. Uh, you know, if you haven't sold much through them and it's a small ticket item, um, I'm not saying you can't, you won't get through, but don't be surprised if you don't, if they don't, you know, spend a lot of time with you uh, on the issue. Okay. Yep. Anyone else have something they need to talk about before we close today's call? No? Okay, look, I really, really appreciate you, everyone being on the call today. It's good to meet Ben and have a bit of chat with him about his business and, and TK to work with you on yours. Uh, I highly recommend you implement those things that we talked about, TK, to get some really good results. And I know that the things that we've talked about today are valuable and can be applied to any and every business because uh, every business we need to be understanding our target <coughs> audience, our market, um, and, and what, whatever we do in our sales copy we appeal to their core emotions, uh, and lead capture is so important in every business. You need to be capturing your leads and then, and then the marketing to them effectively. All right, uh, really appreciate again. Appreciate everyone being on the call. Just one question, John. Yes, Mel. Have you had experience with the YouTube um, advertising compared with Facebook advertising? No, I haven't done any YouTube advertising yet. Apparently, it's almost superseding Facebook advertising. Okay. Excellent. So, is that something you've been researching or trying yourself? Yeah, um, I've been researching the Facebook advertising, and I haven't done anything with YouTube advertising at all. Mm -hmm. But it looks as if it might be worthwhile. One thing mm -hmm. I've found, though, is that these social media products that I've been putting in with my newsletters don't seem to have much of a market on a worldwide scale. 
like the snow fan pages with thousands of uh, visitors and likes and things like that. It's down in the uh, very few, like just tens, not not thousands. Okay. So that doesn't sound like a very good market, but you found the market in social media products reasonable. Uh, are you talking about the product that we talked about for you to create? Is that what you're referring to? Well, my my products are like video video traffic academy and AdSense clicks uh, themes and things like that, and they don't seem to have too much of a market. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're talking about the, the product that we, we, we've been talking about previously, about you creating, is that what you're referring to? Is there a market for your product? Is that what you're saying? I'm looking at affiliate products, the products that I've been oh, promoting okay. already. Right. Well, look, your, your um, uh, things that you could market are anything related to traffic, and traffic is a very high market. Everyone wants to know how to get more traffic. Hmm. It's a it's a very big market that one very hot. Okay. All right. Again, yeah, really appreciate everyone being on the call. I highly recommend uh, implement the things that we did talk about today. And in every every day that you do something on your business, be spending at least fifteen minutes a day on your business minimum. But even if that's all you do, and you're doing things that are transforming your business, you'll make great progress. Again, send, send me a ticket during the week if there's anything you need to talk about during the week if I can't wait for these conference calls and I'm always checking those. Okay, have a great great week, everybody. Uh, thanks, thanks, John. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Bye everybody. Now. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagadakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G. O-U-D-A-K-I-S dot com. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.